Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode I wanted to talk about why there needs to be more women of color in coming of age movies. Um, As someone who watches movies a lot, um, this was something I just kind of noticed. I noticed that there was just a lack of representation of teens. And I kind of thought about how that kind of affected me growing up, you know, like I only saw um, white girls being portrayed in these movies that I love to watch. And whenever I did see myself, it was never me. And I feel like that needs to be talked about. Um, I feel like the media never portrays women of color as a collective because you know i know it can be you know very layered women of color all of them they never portray them as growing individuals and i don't know i feel like this is like a i feel like this is a topic that i don't see a lot of people talking about like i know a lot of people do talk about representation and how there needs to be better representation but I don't think that there's really any representation at all. Like, whenever women of color are put into a role um, and they're not, like, the main main character, and they never are anyways, but um, they're always the supportive person, but they never get an arc of their own. They're always there for the main character. They're always there to support the main character. If there's any people of color in the movie at all. So I wanted to start off um, by saying some of my favorite coming of age movies. Because we have to connect some way. So a lot of these aren't really coming of aged, But alright, so I'm going to start off with Cinderella stories. So, I like the, oh my god, I forgot her name. Oh no. Okay, so, it's that, okay. The Cinderella story, because there's like a billion Cinderella story movies. So, the one I'm talking about is the one with the guy who was in Riverdale. Okay, so that doesn't help. Um, (laughs) I don't know if anyone watches Riverdale. Um, Well, if you do watch Riverdale, he's the guy who's like the cult leader. I don't know. I stopped watching like halfway through season three. But he was the guy who was like the cult leader that like Betty's mom was in love with or something. I don't know. And if you watch Gilmore Girls, he's Tristan. So that same actor... Oh my god. You know what? I'm searching it up. I'm sorry. I have to. This is a, this is a disaster. <laughs> Cinderella story. Because there's so many Cinderella stories that like I have to specify. Okay. It's the 2004 one. Alright. With Hilary Duff and Chad Murray. That's his name. Chad Murray. And he was in Riverdale because I remember. He was in 
I I don't know if he any other show he was in, but I know for a fact he was in Gilmore Girls and he was in Riverdale. So yeah, the Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Oh wait, I'm checking his um movies and TV shows right now. Oh, he was in Freaky. Fr- oh, I wanted to say One Tree Hill. I wanted to say the guy in One Tree Hill. I wasn't sure though, cause I never watched One Tree Hill. <laughs> I don't want to put One Tree Hill and he's not actually like from One Tree Hill. That would have been embarrassing. Anyways, now you guys know he's from One Tree Hill. Because I know Dean from Gilmore Girls went to a show. I have no idea what show he went to. So let me search that up too. Just for giggles. Um, Dean Forrest. Oh, yeah. So his. Oh, God. No, I'm, I'm looking for the character. Oh my god. Okay, Jared Padalecki. Jared. He was in um he was in a sh- Oh, I think it was Supernatural. Okay, back on topic. <laughs> so, um that Cinderella story, the 2004 one with Hilary Duff is one of my favorite ones and um I feel like I would like a movie like that with women of color in it because I don't think that show had any diversity. Um, In fact, in most Cinderella stories, they don't even have that aspect of supporting characters because Cinderella never has friends. (laughs) So yeah, that's something I, I didn't really like, but Cinderella never has friends. So it's like her friends are always like rats or something. And it's I know like they're trying to be like, historically accurate or something i mean not really historically accurate i mean (laughs) that can't be accurate because you know you don't really talk to mice at all but um anyways i don't know (laughs) so yeah that cinderella story um i feel like a story like that like a romance with like a woman of color just popping out doing what she needs to do we really need that we really need that in the I don't know what is it cinematic universe and i think it would be really beneficial for um girls especially adolescents who are developing to see people like them portrayed in a rom-com like how how many rom-coms have a black woman who is the main protagonist that wasn't made in like 1990 because all i can really think of is tiana like from princess and the frogs um and this goes for every representation um because even though there is like some representation for for example asians um it's like only primarily east asian or southeast asian representation i'm not sure um i'm okay when i say that i'm literally thinking of laura jean from to all the boys i loved before I'm pretty sure the actor, um, Laura Jean, I'm pretty sure she is Vietnamese, um, but in the book, she's technically Korean, so I don't know, but anyways, so I'm gonna search up right now, like, movies, okay, yeah, movies with, um, black protagonists, oh, I should say, I should say rom-coms, because I should have done my research before. I'm sorry. <laughs> rom-coms. 
Yeah, a lot of them are like not really for teens. Um, so I searched it up and it said the top 21 black romantic comedies you can't watch and you can't not watch in 2021. Um, so we have Think Like a Man, which is 2012, um, Beyond the Light 2014. Okay, so half of these are in the 20th century. Um, yeah, so I do think a lot of these aren't really for teens, like, and they're super old. So I think we need one, a coming of age, um, for what, like a, a supportive cast of women who are not white. Like, I don't know, like, for example, if you're to do a Cinderella story, um, you could have, um, I don't know, like in a Hispanic Cinderella and she makes a friend when she leaves the house and that friend is also a woman of color, something like that, you know, like the diversity doesn't have to be forced per se, but can it at least be there? Like, I feel like a lot of movies are um, missing out on that aspect, like that I don't know that um that vital part like a lot of kids that are growing up they don't have that and I didn't have that and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um the next movie I'm going to move on to is Legally Blonde. Oh my god. Oh, I have so much to say. So Legally Blonde was that is not really a coming of age movie but it is like a growing movie so I'm going to put that in there. So basically L Woods pop off. I love the message. Yes, she had to overcome so many barriers. Well, n- not not really. Uh, <laughs> yes, she overcame barriers because of her gender. People assumed things about her because of the way she was. And I love that movie. However, however, I feel like Legally Blonde, like... It could have done well with some people of color. I know it was a movie made in like the early 2000s. Um, honestly, that's more reason because I feel like there were more black actors in the 2000s. But I feel like if Elle like had like, I don't know. I feel like a woman of color would have been like a great way to increase the message Legally Blonde was trying to portray. Because a lot of times, uh, like, for example, with me, personally, I've had a lot of people assume things about my intelligence. And it wasn't necessarily because I was a woman. And it was more so because I was black. So I feel like, I feel like putting that aspect in there for people who not can't really relate to Elle, um, I feel like it would make the movie so much more inclusive and the message so much more, you know, impactful. So I just wanted to put that out there because I feel like, um, I feel like it's so important to include women of color into those conversations. Like I know we all know the message of Legally Blonde. We all love Legally Blonde. But not everyone 
like of us is legally blonde you know some of us have different struggles and i feel like legally blonde could have been a perfect opportunity to incorporate that um so yeah that's what i thought it missed i was like no um the next one is mean girls oh mean girls is so important when you have a movie as iconic as mean girls and you don't have representation oh my god so what i wish mean girls was is i wish that um mean girls had diversity i wish the mean girls were diverse i wish the characters were diverse you know like i'm not saying that uh i want everyone to not be white obviously that's you know i'm looking for diversity here okay i just wish that everybody wasn't white like i don't know like um i want to use an example of what i don't mean so basically in the all right so there's a movie that came out i don't know when it came out but it's called mooksy and it is a coming of age movie and i did not like that movie i don't think i ever finished it so my judgment of it currently might be wrong but it's about this girl who's like breaking out of her shell and kind of like protesting things she likes and stuff and she has a friend and her friend is black right and i just kind of i don't know her character just kind of made me feel like oh she's one of those supportive characters if if that makes sense um those supportive characters that kind of take the heat for everything but don't really have an arc of their own like they don't really have a story like they're just the ones that empower the main character but they're 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 there for the main character's development and they're already developed somehow like they don't really learn anything they already know everything um which is okay i guess you know they're not trying to portray them in a bad light but the fact that they're only there for the development of the main character doesn't really help um a perfect example of this is good luck charlie and good luck charlie ivy which was oh my god what's oh no what was her name okay i know it's bridget mendler <laughs> oh my god my memories okay i'm sorry guys i'm searching it up again good luck charlie what was it stacy no cj no good luck charlie oh my god what was her name i know it was bridget medler teddy oh god <laughs> okay so teddy duncan had a friend which was ivy and ivy is like the perfect example of that woman of color who's kind of there to consistently support the main character because i'm pretty sure when she got screwed over what's his name spencer ivy was the one who was giving him the heat and i feel like that's what they okay another example of this is in tall girl this literally happens in tall girl you know the main um her friend in tall girl i don't know their names in tall girl but if you've watched tall girl you would know that the main character's friend who was like really short 
was out here cussing everybody out on behalf of her friend, which is amazing, but it just portrays that trope again of the the woman of color supporting the main character instead of having a trope of her own. And that's why I just wish that um that's why I just wish that there were more stories of women of color uh, who are just on their own and growing up um, because I feel like it would make it um, I think it would be beneficial to the development of adolescents who can see themselves and I think a perfect example of this is Never Have I Ever Never Have I Ever portrays a South Asian girl who is growing up, she makes so many mistakes, literally so many mistakes. You know, she's not perfect. And she does have friends who support her, but they also have a trope of their own. Like, you know that, oh my God, I don't even remember their names. Look at me. Um, so, oh my God. Devi's friend in Never Have I Ever. Devi has like, um a friend oh my god i'm sorry devi has a friend who really likes robotics right but that's not all we know of her she's not a supportive character that we don't know she you know talks about her struggles coming out to her parents um fitting in with the lgbtq stuff like that and that's why i really like it the only problem with this is that it's not a movie like it's a show so you know like if they didn't do that that'd be really sad but it's like a perfect example of what i'm talking about like representation that doesn't make the characters bleak yeah um one other movie that i really wish had like a lot more of this is the edge of 17 because i feel like the edge of 17 is like a perfect example of like coming of age movie that everybody watches and i don't the reason why i'm emphasizing coming of age is literally just because um women of color like consistently never really portrayed as growing individuals like um coming of age movies kind of show how people go from point a to point b and you know women of color are never really portrayed that way um they're never really portrayed as growing people who can make mistakes and i'm gonna specify black women um in this example just because i'm black and i just feel like um a lot of movies inaccurately like depict how it is to be a black woman and it's just it just kind of feels very shallow and one show i'm gonna point out in particular is Ginny and georgia Ginny and georgia is one of those shows that tried but flopped so of course Ginny and georgia doesn't 100 percent apply because um it's kind of a show it's not a coming like it's a coming of age show it's not a movie but Ginny was one of those characters that were created by white people like i okay Ginny complained about not fitting in 
with black people or white people because she's mixed but then when she was offered to when a black girl offered her friendship she said no and i just feel like that wasn't representative of the experience at all like Ginny was just annoying you know um i don't know it was one of those shows like she was telling um hunter that he wasn't like he didn't face these problems and stuff it was a whole mess it was a whole mess and i don't even know why i watched that show honestly i think i watched it for fun like once again like i do this to myself i know what else (laughs) um but yeah so my point is with this entire spiel is that i just want there to be a movie where there's a woman of color like a black woman specifically please who is growing and finding romantic interests and i feel like it's important for me to emphasize black women because i have never seen a movie where like black women were like the center of a romantic appeal um and that's kind of sad i guess like i think that kind of per- feeds into the notion that black women are undesirable and i think that's why a lot of black girls growing up grow up thinking like oh i don't really feel like anybody likes me and that's like a real thing like people feel that way and i feel like the absence of these romantic comedies and um black girls lives is the is what contributes to a lot of the issues like the media doesn't portray these things at all um so that's what i wanted to say so yeah um i know i kind of rambled like i'm just i'm thinking about it now and i know i kind of rambled about a bunch of shows that kind of portrayed what i was trying to say but i think i kind of said it in like two sentences so that was unnecessary (laughs) Um, But I hope you guys like this episode and um, I hope you guys can see where I'm coming from. Like, I just wish there was a show about black women um, or, you know, just a diverse cast in general that showcases them in in a good light. Romantic comedy wise, coming of age, teens, what are we doing? I don't know. Stuff like that. And I feel like there's so, there's abundance of that for white people. But when you're an adolescent, an adult, wow. When you're an adolescent, right? And you're growing up with all these sub, subliminal messages emanating from the media, you're going to feel a certain way um, if you don't see yourself there being represented as the heroine. So thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Um, I hope to see you guys next time and goodbye.